0: All right, Uh, so this is awkward.
1: Uh, I'm just going to say this. We definitely filmed King Richard's episode prior to watching the Oscars.
0: Days before the Oscars. Mm -hmm. But
1: we predicted that Will Smith was going to win. He played the heck out of that role, that King Richard role, and he really, really, really made it believable, and he deserved
0: to win that Oscar. That was really like the perfect slap, though. Like, I've never... (laughs) (laughs) It was
1: like it was so theatrical, it was so dramatic, so
0: perfect, and then it was the smile afterwards.
1: He had to be smiling at Jada, like I did that for you, baby.
0: No, that was that crazy man smile.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, love will make you crazy, won't it, man? But we're gonna keep it. We gonna keep. <laughs> we're gonna keep it to the love in these films. It's all about right? the love in the film. It's friends. all about the love in King all- Richard.
0: Let me ask you this though: so if Tiffany Haddish was at the SPs and I'm at the Espies and um I became the butt of a joke. Mm-hmm. Are you going to go up there and, and, and defend me? Let's say she's talking about something that's out of my control though.
1: Depending on how serious the matter is to me, I might sit in my seat and tell her to calm it down. Hey, 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 chill out with all of that, you know? Or if it's if I feel like now is not the right time, then I would Hope to catch her in the back and have a conversation with her. I don't think it has to get too crazy, but that's where I am today. 10 years ago, it might have been different. 20 mm. years ago, my reaction might Oh, that been might be different. a
0: bad question. You ain't about to fight nobody. And you definitely not about to fight Tiffany Haddish.
1: Oh, shut She's up. She's
0: twice your size.
1: You ain't fighting nobody either. And you twice you crazy? everybody's size. You
0: already know. You know You know me.
1: Patricia. And uh, way to go, Beyonce, because you did that.
0: It's Carmel and Cheddar Mane. We forever made. It's Carmel and Cheddar Mae. A forever thing. It's Carmel and Cheddar Mane. We forever made. It's Carmel and Cheddar Mae. Of We're caramel and cheddar. We watch reels together. Late nights, letterman, relationship veterans. I watch screens and make points. I'm the weatherman. She wears a heart on her sleeve like a letterman. Too much flavor. Grew up famous. Shot Town raised us. New York paid us. Caramel and cheddar is that Shot Town mix. She the Northside Queen. I'm the Southside Kid. We out of this world like a sci fi flick. But if it ain't about love, then it's not about this. Cause we've been through everything. Thought it would never change. I gave her a wedding. Rain became for a forever thing. is Carmel and Cheddar Mate. We forever made this Carmel and Cheddar Mate. A forever thing is Carmel and Cheddar Mate. We forever made this Carmel and Cheddar Mate. What's up, guys? I'm Eddie Curry, and this is my beautiful wife, Patrice, and welcome to the Carmel and Cheddar Podcast. Now, I've got over a decade experience in the NBA, but that pales in comparison to the over 16 that I've gotten being married.
1: Those 16 years have us believing that we are highly qualified to watch and dissect love films and share with you the love that we see in it. And believe it or not, we don't always agree. Really? Yeah, for real. All
0: right, guys, so today we got a good one for you. This is an Oscar-nominated film, King Richard, and this is starring Will Smith, as Venus and Serena Williams' father, Richard Williams.
1: And so these girls are built up by their dad, right? He creates this space for them on the tennis courts. He knew what he wanted. Him and his wife worked together to just will them into being who they were. But they were growing up in Compton and they were working in Compton and it just got rough for them. He even got beat up a few times by the local thugs, but they pushed through.
0: Yeah, but eventually... Um, He would move the entire family out to Orlando after being bankrolled by this big-time tennis coach. Um, But behind the scenes, believe me, King Richard still had his hand in everything that was going on. And he would eventually push these girls to being the most competitive, the most incredible tennis players that we've ever seen.
1: And so, moving forward, Venus ends up having her debut after all of the madness of her dad and, you know, being the black tennis star that she was, right? She has her debut against the number one seed in tennis and she almost beats her. Homegirl played her a little bit, you know, got in her head, but she almost beat her. And nine months later, she signed a deal for $12 million and the rest is history after that.
0: Okay, now I'm sitting here in my, uh... Tights? I was going to call them coochie cutters, but I don't think we could say that. You probably have to beep the beep cutters <laughs> I'm in here my, I'm, I got my beep cutters on but uh, yeah I got my little shorts on uh,
1: your Daisy Duke so dresses. this
0: could only mean that I am ready for tennis I got my tennis gear this is my King Richard my, my put together King Richard look from the night. I got my my natural going. His hair wasn't quite this long. He had the scruffy beard though. He did. You know, I think I conquered. I think I achieved that. You did. Um, you got your 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 Venus and Serena fit on. I'm, I do. I'm, I'm I have loving my, it.
1: My beads in my hair. Got your beads you know, going. You can hear
0: them right. Hear the beads.
1: I got on my outfit.
0: Yep. Got your your your, your tennis skirt on. And
1: we're ready to go. We, with got our, our Air we got we got our rackets. Ones. Oh yeah. I do we have got our racket.
0: rackets. We got our Air Force ones on in case Nike is watching this. Uh, We are open to sponsors.
1: (laughs) We're ready to go, right? We're ready to go.
0: So, in typical caramel and cheddar fashion, we break our films down into three topics. The first topic will be protecting your family.
1: And topic number two is going to be parenting each child differently.
0: And the third topic will be arguing in front of children. All right. Some good topics. Let's get into it. All right, then. so before we get into topic number one, which is protecting your family, let me tell you the family that we are protecting.
1: We got a similar family to Venus, similar and family
0: Serena. To, to Venus and Serena. Right? they got six a blended, blended family. They had mm-hmm. they had five, five girls, five at home. right? All girls. Wow. Yeah. Protecting five girls in Compton. Wow. Okay.
1: They did their thing though. Okay, so we have six kids at home with us. The oldest is twenty. That's Eddie. Uh, Rain is nineteen. He is uh, the second. Then we have Reagan. She is 17. Noah is 16. Rihanna is 15. And the last one is Raiden and he is 11.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay. So, how I relate to this film for topic number one protecting your family is watching their dad go toe to toe with the local gang bangers, right? In and, and Compton, protecting his girls from these guys who were just like, you know, Cat calling him and trying to like mess with the girls and get in his head. He got in the fights more, on more than one occasion with right, these guys right. protecting his daughters. And he was like telling his girls like, I done been through worse than this. You know, I grew up where it wasn't okay to be black. So I, I, I've been a punching bag before. That's nothing to me. And he was willing and ready to die to protect his girl. And
0: he was willing to kill for him too.
1: I think how it relates to us in on a deeper level Is I can remember when when we still lived in Illinois, Mm -hmm. and we were robbed at gunpoint in our house, and and the only thing that like made it be bearable for me was knowing that my kids were not home at the time. Yeah, I can't imagine like how I would have handled the situation had my kids been there because I was already probably too boisterous with. People with guns pointing at us, anyway, because I just didn't like I didn't get it. I didn't respect it. Like I felt like the yeah. same way I felt watching this movie. I just felt like why, like why, why would you do that to somebody?
0: Yeah, because I, I I remember that, and I can remember telling you like Patrice, just relax, like yo, yeah, just like
1: just give them what they want, just and give be them what quiet. they want. So and I'm like, oh, no, this is this here. is why yeah. are y'all doing this. Like I really felt like that. yeah, like, for sure, and
0: I felt the same way. Yeah, I know. And I felt like you I know, know you
1: did feel like that, man, but you were like on the calmer side of things for sure. Because right away. You were like in the gun shop. Like, no, I'm about to make sure anybody run up on us again. We're gonna be ready because I think we were comfortable. We felt safe. In yeah, our home we were definitely comfortable. We
0: were in Chicago. You know, I was. Suburbs. We were born and raised in Chicago. Mm-hmm. We were in a seven million dollar house. So it's like, come on, man. I'm, I'm here. I'm the hometown kid. Like nobody would would do that to me. And it turned out to be an inside job. Um, Y'all suck for that. Yeah. And you know who you are. Yeah. And we do, too. And we do, too. And so does God. So it's not vengeance. It's not ours.
1: It's the Lord's. Tell them. So,
0: But first off, I personally, I think I would have saw it coming. We were just a little bit too relaxed, I think. Like you said, I think we had a driver at the time. We sit in the backseat. He pulls in the garage and we just go in the house. We ain't even caring. The garage doors are open, blah, blah, blah. We didn't really have, we didn't have cameras. Did we have cameras at the time? No, we, we didn't we have cameras be, at the time. We got
1: cameras afterwards. Yeah, afterwards. I mean, afterwards. we had a real legit security system yeah. where in the kitchen, we could see all the cameras on yeah, display we like had a, like a movie. We,
0: had, we even had, we had security working 24 hours. But yeah.
1: first we did. Yeah, for, um, for a
0: while we had security. We had somebody there 24 hours.
1: I was outside with my kids in the front with my gun, either yeah. on my hip or in my purse. Because yeah. I just felt like if anybody does it again. And, and I felt awful because the weeks leading up to us being robbed. Remember, when I had called the police one day because it was a car sitting right. in that same spot. And I called the police and I'm like, there's a car just sitting over here Come to find out, that was where they were sitting and watching us. But the police came and they're like, "Oh, it was just some kids, you know, hanging out in the car." And they left. But that's how it happened, you know. So it was like, you know, you, you do don't get too comfortable. That's, that's essential. Yeah, more little
0: story. Don't get too comfortable. Um, but
1: but but what we did now, to to add more protection was, I mean, I'm pretty sure Eddie, you had a gun in every room in the yeah, house. I had guns
0: everywhere, uh,
1: high enough that the kids couldn't reach it. Right. Him. Hell, I couldn't even reach most right. of them, but they were ready to go, locked and loaded in all kinds of guns. Like, yeah. <laughs> and, and we did. We definitely Went to the um, gun spent range. a lot of time in the gun range. Like, yeah, I was practicing that. in my heels just in case I had to do it in my heels. Like, yeah. Even speaking with the police officers that were guarding our home, I didn't have a gun card at the time. Well, not a. I had a gun card, but not a, a tote and carry, right? We weren't, that wasn't allowed in Illinois then. But the cop was like, like, what you going to do? Like, either you're going to have your gun on you and be able to protect you and your kids or you are not. So I say, take it wherever you go and deal with the consequences that come after that. But at least ain't nobody going to pull up on you and you're going to be empty. So I I moved forward with it like that. That's how
0: you move. That's how we kind of move. And I think also what we did was, I know me personally, like, I don't know, like, even now, like if I turn, if I turn into if I turn to somebody you. behind me and they the make and way. they make one or two turns yeah. the same way that I'm doing, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna turn, I'm gonna go the other way, I'm gonna do some maneuvering, yeah, you know, me I'm gonna really see what's going on. I like, definitely do that. Yeah, I'm not about to lead nobody back to the. Crib. And my
1: kids think I'm crazy, yeah. right? Because they're like, you're tripping, like what? Like there's nobody out here, but they don't really know, don't right? Really, Y'all were too little. Y'all weren't there, but this is for our protection, right? Absolutely. I have to like be the eyes and the ears of God when you know when we moving around yeah. cuz I need to make sure that we're safe. So and, uh, I think
0: and also not to cut you off but I mean I don't I don't really let people come to the house like that. We right. used to be really open with like oh yeah, come to the house. Oh yeah, let's do a barbecue. Oh yeah, let's let's do a big party. We, we had parties at the house. We had all type of stuff at the house. Mm-hmm. And You would think that it would be just this moment that you can create for people to be like, oh, man, this was a really cool vibe. This was a really cool experience. It's
1: safe. But everybody's not looking at it like that.
0: Um, And we had to realize that. And this is what I kind of tell my kids, too. This is kind of how I'm building them to understand. Like, everybody don't look at what you have as, like, this cool thing and as this, like, you know, really cool experience that you have this and that you're sharing this with them. They don't want you to share it with them. They want their own a lot of times. And yeah, they'll take their from that from you.
1: they crab in the barrel yeah, type of they'll, they'll hurt you.
0: They'll hurt you to get it. And I think that, um, you know, that's kind of just how we kind of live now. Yeah. When you have a large family like that, you do your best to make sure that everyone feels safe. Everyone feels secure. Not only in this environment, because you, you got to give everyone their own space. You got to give everyone their own respect. But you also got to let them know that they are safe when they leave this house. Uh, you try to provide that secure environment for them. And that's what we try to do. That's what King Richard, uh, Richard Williams did. And uh, we definitely could relate to that.
1: Yeah, I think that um, we try to give our kids the best environments to go to school in and be raised in. And for us, what we thought that was, was being in these affluent neighborhoods that had mostly white people in them. So right. our kids grew up feeling like they were outcasts right. in the system that we thought we were giving them a better. A better chance in later on, you know, we moved down the line and realized
0: that it might not
1: it might not be the best thing. That might not be the
0: best thing. And we eventually had these talks with our kids because we very
1: open and very
0: open, very, you know, we like to communicate a lot. So when it came time to really think about like, man, is this the best place for us? And we kind of saw the direction that the kids were headed, just uh just personal-wise and just, just self-esteem-wise, I should say.
1: Yeah. Um, it was so, tough for them.
0: It was tough. It was tough. You know, Especially
1: was, the girls, I think.
0: You know, and, and, and I think for us, going to the schools we went to, it was always Black History Month. It was always, you know what I mean?
1: African-American, like, American African-American History American H- mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Af- absolutely. I was dumbfounded when Rain was the first one to go to high school with us, right? And I see that, like, I'm looking to pick his classes and I am I call the school, like, where's African-American history? Right. Why is that not here? And this was in California at first. And they're like, oh, we don't teach that. I'm like, how? Like, how can you not teach that? How, how is it not something that is taught in a school? Like, shouldn't everybody know African-American history, like what happened and how it went down? But we fast forward to today and in those places, they were able to to remove it because they felt like it, right? Because it didn't fit their criteria because it wasn't enough of us there anyway, but moved to today. And they're trying to remove it from the entire curriculum across the United States. They don't want to taught at all anymore. They don't Absolutely. want these kids to know the history of this country. I think yeah. that sucks. So- and
0: also, I mean, I can remember us moving from L.A. to Texas trying to get closer to our family who was in Illinois but not quite wanting to go to Illinois. Mm-hmm. And I know the number one thing that we were looking forward was
1: where, where are school. the best
0: schools? Yeah. We need to be in the best schools. If we're going to be in Texas, let's give our kids the opportunity to go to the best school. And that was Katy, Texas. They had the time. They had like the number one graduation rate, the number one like curriculum or number one like sending kids to college. Yeah. But after being there for four or five years
1: mm-hmm.
0: and you know, you talking to your daughter and she's like, man, the guys think my lips are too big
1: or I'm ugly because I'm, I'm brown, ugly and nobody,
0: or... nobody, you know, nobody thinks that she's a, a cute girl. And, he's, and she's a beautiful girl. Like yeah. to me, Reagan's like the most beautiful girl in the world to me. So but then you move, we move and we go to a predominantly, you know, African-American community. Now Reagan's putting she's she wants her lips bigger. The other day, I'm I'm like, man, Reggie, you got enough gloss on your lips, don't you? She like, yeah, I want these things to pop. You know what, <laughs> what I'm saying? So she really, but it's really like that. You know what I mean? And that was a change that happened like in literally in a in a, in a in a matter of less than a year. We we here and 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 the looks that she gets is different because she's around people who appreciate. respect and appreciate yeah. her beauty. Yeah. They, they, they they respect that. They don't look at it like. Oh, that's gross! I want I want some I want somebody with no lips. I want somebody with no curves. Yeah. And re- and I mean I respect people who for wanting what they want, but I just thought for us that was important for us to protect our kids in that way to say, hey, even though we like living out here in Katy, this might not be the best place for our right, kids. Right. Right.
1: At the end of the day, I think protecting your family doesn't only entail being in a, a good neighborhood. It's also like you know, what you see and what you do and how much you give to yeah. what they need because, you know, every kid... And, today,
0: and I think today um, people got to realize that protecting your family, like we said, is not always a physical thing. Today, protecting your family could mean monitoring what's going on on social media because mm-hmm. a lot of times that's where your kids are really showing their feelings. They really putting out there how they really feel. So I'm watching my daughter's story and she's saying this or that, or I feel like this, or you just watching the kind of music that she's posting. And sometimes that takes a trip up to her room to say, Hey, you okay today, let's go outside. Let's go do this. Let's, you know, just really, really try to get in her mind and and figure out what's going on. Let her know that she's loved. Let her know that she has someone here. Let her know that we're here for her.
1: And I want to add one thing, like they have five daughters, right? So, so, it is like you see, we're talking more about the girls in this situation because it's so much harder to protect your daughters in this day and age than it is for your sons because, you know, your sons are palatial beings. They get big, they, they stand up for themselves, they speak out for themselves, and they don't have that double standard of oh, you're black, so I don't like you because everybody gravitates to But we had to to protect
0: the boys different.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like,
0: I had to tell Noah, bro, it's not cool for you in Katy, Texas Mm -hmm. to be hanging out at the park playing basketball after it's dark. You need to be home, you know, before it's dark. Because I see you as, you know, my son Noah, the handsome kid that's coming home with his shirt off and these dreadlocks, but... That shit don't really. Yeah, you know they ain't how they see you. I used to they be scared
1: of that. Like that like they don't cool. see you like that out there. They don't see you like that
0: out there. And like I said, this is no knock on Katie, but it's just people aren't used to that. And so I gotta let him know, you know, maybe I'm overprotective, but at the same time, it's like, nah, bro, I want to make sure you get home. My mm-hmm. job as a parent is to make sure that you get the experiences that you need, but that you get home, you know, unharmed. And like we say, remember, it's not only a physical protection um I think what you'll see in King Richard is that it was it was definitely the physical protection that he he protected them from the environment he protected them from pitfalls and and yeah he was
1: definitely guarding their minds their hearts their brains you know their bodies and and ultimately their souls because he made sure that they knew who God was and that they knew how smart they were and they worked their butts off and no matter what if you, if you
0: look at these girls I mean these women these are these are you never hear anything bad about them.
1: No, they're exceptional. You know, they're exceptional women. citizens. Those parents did their yeah, thing.
0: They did their job. They did their thing with those girls, man. And they should be saluted for that. Yeah. And I think... Uh, they I ought mean, to
1: be writing blueprints for the rest of for us. Sure. Like, help us out. Yeah,
0: they might need to publish that 78-page... Uh,
1: Manifesto.
0: Yeah, we need to see yeah. that. All
1: right, so let's move on to topic number two. Parenting each child differently.
0: Parenting each child differently. I'm going to let you
1: go first, Eddie, because you are. I do that anyway. You do that, I right? I do that. And but
0: I get accused of being sexist. You're sexist. And I am not sexist at all.
1: Okay, well, I agree, right? On some level that our different kids need something different from us, right? Like, I can remember when I was growing up. My mother, I had an older sister, I have an older sister, and my mom babied her. Like I, I always felt like, man, why why are you coddling her like that? She's older than I am, you know. But my mom always felt like this is what she needs, right. you know. So this is what I'm giving her. Like, you don't need this, Patrice. You strong, you got it. Like you tough, you know, you 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 don't need this kind of love. But but I think that at some point I still felt kind of like it was um. Not as cool for me. Like I felt like, dang, like, what if I want to be coddled sometimes too? But, you but know? look,
0: remember, remember in the movie
1: mm-hmm.
0: when he took when when Richard took Venus first. Mm-hmm. Um, in the movie, Venus was the first to blow. She was the first that he took to the all of the like Smashes. the juniors yeah. and all that type of stuff. And he had a moment, it was a moment in the movie, in the film, or well, I should say in their lives, where Serena was feeling left out. Yes. And he went to her and told her, like, I did that on purpose because I knew that you could handle it. I knew that that's what you needed. But he also
1: told her. He told her,
0: you're going to be the best ever. I mean, I I personally, like, when you're talking about the dynamic of growing up in a house with the standout athlete, right? Mm -hmm. Um, They had three other siblings in their house. Serena and Venus had. They were the talk of the town. They were the talk of the country. I was that. In my house you know it was just me and my sister mm-hmm. so it was crazy because later on as we got older I would hear her talk to me about like yeah I was everybody would just kind of up to me and be like hey Nicole right uh your brother Eddie can you get an autograph from me can you do this can you do that like that was kind of her life like she kind of you know grew up in my shadow not to mention how she must have felt you know that all of my summer was pretty much taken up any extra time that my parents had, it probably went to going to my, my games, going to my tournaments, going mm-hmm. to, you know what I'm saying, whatever I had going on, awards, ceremonies, this and that. and yeah. her, You know what I'm saying? So I really understood and really appreciated. It really helped me to appreciate that even more. Because, mm. I mean, I, I realized that and I always, you know, kind of held my sister up in high regard because of that. But I really... I really noticed it more during this film because, like, you really see that.
1: And she's told me she's she was definitely affected by it. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, she felt like at times that she didn't even matter being in that household because you got everything. You got all the attention. You got everything you wanted. You know, it was yours for the taking. And she just felt like that's
0: not come on, Nicole. Now that didn't happen until like probably junior year.
1: So before but then she was still that, the, the golden child? Nicole
0: was then. the golden child. It's just that when it flipped, it flipped, it hard. flipped hard. Like Yeah, you because know what before I mean? they were big, the yeah, sisters, bo- the be- other honestly, let me if we're gonna keep it funky, Nicole. I hope you're watching this. Because if you're gonna keep it funky, before that, I felt like I was the black, like the what do you call it? the black, black swan, black the black sheep, sheep <laughs> of the family, right? I was the one who, I I always was on punishment. I got all of the whoopings. So you're not going to tell them
1: that you was bad as hell, I was doing some stuff. You was bad as hell.
0: I was a kid. We was learning about what ADHD was. I don't, maybe I had it, maybe I didn't. Have it. Had it. Maybe I had it. it. I don't know. It
1: has not gone away. It doesn't go away, babe.
0: It suppresses itself.
1: Hmm.
0: It gets replaced with knowledge.
1: The, you haven't, and so do some of our kids. But,
0: but what I'm saying, what I'm saying is it was crazy because like I would say eighth or ninth grade, that's when it all kind of like flipped. Mm-hmm. That's when I started going to these AAU tournaments. That's when like Nike and stuff started being involved. Your
1: energy got channeled. Yeah,
0: everything kind of changed. Yeah, the, the glow-up happened. So when I was in position and when I was when I was in that role of where I had the center of attention, I definitely, you know, made sure when I saw my sister, I put my arm around her in the hallway. Different stuff like that, just so people knew, like, yeah, that's my sister. You know, that's my big sister, blah, blah, blah. When you see her, you see me type deal. You well, know?
1: she would be telling people if they asked her, aren't you Eddie's sister? Yeah. She'd be like, nah, I don't know who that is. Yeah,
0: yeah, <laughs> she crazy. But yeah, that's what it was, though. So yeah, I never asked her growing up. I never really asked her, like, man, how did you feel about this or that? I just tried to just treat her in a way that in case he did feel a way about that or was was carrying any weight or burden because of that, you Mm -hmm. know, I tried to counteract that. I, I think just ultimately, though, if you are a parent and you do have that kid that seems to, for whatever reason, just demand a lot of your time, a lot of your attention, just always remember that you might that other kid, even if they're not coming to you and they're saying, hey, I need some time, I need some attention, you know, know that that kid is is probably lacking some attention, lacking something. And what you don't want is for them to go get that attention from, from anywhere.
1: Yeah, so pick up the slack, right? You, gotta if pick you that slack just, up, just even if you don't think you're dropping the yeah. ball, just give it a little more anyway. Give it
0: a, give, give it a little more. Try to include them on, on, on some things and, and figure out what they like. And try to, you know, involve yourself in what they got going on, because you never know, man, like kids deal with so much these days. And me and you kind of talk about that all the time about just not dismissing how they feel.
1: I think you're really good at this, by the way, at like knowing what these kids need and giving it to them in that moment, even even though sometimes I feel like it could be unfair or unjust or not cool or, you know, make the other one feel like this. You, one day I remember you saying to me, like, Patrice, these are all my kids. Like, I don't love one of them more than the other. Like, they're all my kids. So just because you see me doing something different for this one or different to that one or different with this one doesn't mean that I don't love the rest of them. It just means I'm giving this kid what they need at the moment that they need it. Right. And- I respect that and I honor that in you because I'm not like that. Like I feel <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I feel like really I, no because I've always just felt like, like my dad. Like everybody gets the same thing. Like if I take two of the kids with me to the store, I want to make sure that I bring home something for all six kids. Yeah, you ain't like I'm that. not like You'll that at all. You'll take two of the kids to the store yeah. and then those two kids will come here smacking on their candy Absolutely. and drinking their slushies Absolutely. and I'm like, well damn, like but what you about know, the rest but you know what kids? I do like
0: though I like. What you learn as a parent is you're going to have some kids that's going to go to the store with you and they're going to want the biggest and the best for themselves. Mm -hmm. But then you're going to have a couple kids that you're going to take to the store and they might want a little something, but they're going to want to make sure. Oh, I want to get this for Noah. I want to get this for this person, this for that person. Like, I think that's a cool thing to see. I think doing it how you want to do it, you don't really get to see if that's the type of person they are. In fact, I think sometimes it has the opposite effect because you get somebody like Reagan who's like, how come every time I got to get something, they got to get something? Yeah. Like, she flat out to tell you. Yeah. Like, man, this is the Reagan show. Yeah. This is how it should be. Like, like, I
1: wish I was the only kid. Why yeah, did y'all have she'll to have other she flat out kids?
0: tell you. Like, for real, for real. She's nuts. So you got to teach. You got to know who you're dealing with so you can know how to teach those lessons. Because okay. it's, it's just certain. I mean, you wouldn't. When you sit down and you make a plate for them uh, and they're eating their dinner, you don't give everyone the same exact amount of food. You know, everybody eats a different amount of food. They need a different amount of attention. I kind of look at it like that.
1: So there is a downside, there though, is, to the way that you do it.
0: Yeah, there could be a downside. I, I think you got to you gotta do... It's, it's, it's multiple facets. Yeah,
1: so the um, downside is like, one kid feeling left out or another kid feeling like you like the other one better, or like Reagan will tell all of y'all all the time, my mom doesn't like me. Yeah. And no, I love her. She's my daughter, but and how do she- but
0: how do I tell you? I was like, I'm like Patrice. That's fine. You can do that, but you need to go talk to her. Yeah. You need to explain to her why you're doing what you're doing. Yeah. Don't just take her phone. Don't just do this or that. Go explain to her why you're doing what you're doing. And then you all have a conversation. At the end of the day, you do what you got to do to enforce the punishment or to really just drive home that point.
1: I saw Oracine real quick. She did an interview and she said to the person interviewing her, like, um, they asked, like, how did you do it? Five girls in one home. They all, you know, became so great. You got two of the best, you know, athlete, female athletes in the world. Like, how did you do it? And she was like, I just my kids knew my no meant no. And my yes meant yes. Mm. And it was no in-between on that. If I said yes, I meant yes. And if right. I said no, I meant no. And I didn't waver. I feel like I have to give it to my kids raw. Here's why. When they get out here in this world, ain't nobody sugarcoating that ish for them, right? They're going to give it to you real raw. So I feel like, let me make sure you know what it's like or what it's going to sound like or what it's going to be like while you're doing what you're doing. Because if you bold enough and big enough to do it, then be bold and big enough to take what is going to come after that? Because everybody ain't going to just be your brother or sister and let it roll off of their back.
0: But my thing is, I think when by the time you get to that message, you've already.
1: So you say, I, okay, I you've got already it. Already so, went off. As God is my witness, so I'm going to try to lead with that part first. But I just, yeah, I got to get out of my. I got to yeah, just act it. it out. I got to get out you of my think, feelings.
0: You got to think of it like this, right? And I hate to keep talking about my dogs because I mean, but it's just such a great. analogy I think but like when we giving them medicine right Mm -hmm. if you just gave them a pill they're gonna spit it out every single time
1: they are
0: you gotta bury that pill in something you know what I'm saying good you're right for them to take that pill in yeah you know what I'm saying? And it got to really be buried in there. It can't just be wrapped around because the dogs are just going to eat the good shit and then spit the medicine back out. They are. You got to really dig that thing and dig that medicine in there. You plant wrap, that seed. Plant that seed in something got really you. good that they going to eat and it's, they are going to take it in and it's going to heal them from the inside. That's how you got to do the kids. Oh, high
1: five, Eddie. You're so good at
0: that. No, high racket. High
1: racket, Eddie. Eddie. Good job. Yeah. moving forward with this theme, right? So if we're we're on the side of we, we think differently because we definitely think differently, there's always going to be room within that for arguments, for issues, right? Because I see things one way, you see things one way, even within outside of parenting, just in your relationship, you know, we see things differently. And then when we move to have other kids, our mini-me's involved in this, things get tougher, right? Like I know that, We've had so many arguments over this whole parenting thing, mm-hmm. right? And so let's start with topic number three, right? Topic number three is arguing in front of the children. Okay. And and we chose this topic because in the film, towards the end, we saw that the mom and dad were arguing.
0: Yeah, or a scene in uh, Richard and Richard were arguing
1: in the kitchen as she's what, what, making them what, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches yeah. with her knife in her hand right
0: she felt like what well, she felt like he was just doing too much right
1: she just yeah she felt like he was always doing too much but she felt like you don't see me you don't respect me you don't understand you, you don't want to admit that i've been standing right here holding down this same dream with you yep. helping these girls just like you have i just ain't been doing it And waiting for the accolades, right? Because Mm -hmm. these are my daughters regardless. So I've been doing it, and I've been doing it with you. You don't want to be in the forefront.
0: She even said, what's she say about his son coming up to the door?
1: Yeah, she said, basically, like, you got your outside kids showing up that, you know, I don't even know about. Like, another woman would have left you. Mm -hmm. My face has allow me to stand here with you and continue to work at this. You're the one that give up, not me. Mm. Ooh, she told him. I was she like, t-
0: yeah. Hey, it sounded like I was watching my biopic. Okay. Like, I ain't stole much. Man, what? <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, <laughs> no, you're right. Um, arguing in front of kids, man, I think, uh, well, first off, it was seven people and what, a two-bedroom house?
1: I don't know. How many how do bedrooms? You,
0: what's the proper way to because because let's talk i mean first off you definitely probably you not probably you shouldn't be arguing in front of kids if you if you i mean
1: if you can avoid that it. should
0: be the goal is to not argue in front of kids yeah it causes confusion especially because a lot of times we argue in front of kids we don't go back to the kids and, and explain to them like listen man this isn't this argument isn't because of you guys it isn't because of your your presence it isn't your mom a bad person. Your dad's a bad person. It's not because of that. It's because we right now we are disagreeing, mm-hmm. and we just are kind. We kind of lost control. We had a moment where we lost control, and where we didn't respect just proper communication. But I mean, saying that, I mean, it's. I mean, it happens, right? Been Especially there. for you, Done that. for us, we don't argue as much. Our arguments, you can pretty much put on the calendar when our arguments are going to happen, and. <laughs>
1: Really? Yeah. Are you serious? Once
0: a month, our arguments are going to happen. For sure.
1: What he's trying to say, y'all, is I act a little different when my time of the month is coming around. Oh, man.
0: The rage. And he's right. The rage.
1: He's right. Because I suffer from PMDD. Look it up. I used to tell Eddie <laughs> Can for you explain years, what that is? <laughs> okay. Premenstrual <laughs> dysphoric disorder. Something like that. Yeah. Right? So, like, simply put. My hormones are out of control, and I, I'm i at 100 without, you know, any cause. It don't have
0: to be a reason. And it could
1: be so small. I
0: had to learn that, though. And at I'm, first, I'm
1: learning to control it. Like, I really am trying no, to— No, I think the
0: people around you are learning. Like, so you saying, you You're saying— For sure. For sure.
1: But you're—
0: <laughs> Like, I, li- I literally— didn't Even let me say I my li- sentence. because yeah, I, I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that right now. I'm sorry. Because you be, you're you in denial right now, Okay. It was literally a moment last month where you blew up at Reagan and I had to call, I had to call Reagan first and say, Reagan.
1: Your mom is about to start her cycle. Your
0: mom is on her cycle right now. (laughs) You got to forgive her. Let it go.
1: But you know, Reagan understood because she's she did the same. understand.
0: Yes, she yeah. did understand. She's, she's your child, but she understood. Then I had to come back to you and say, Patrice, now, you, you, and then as soon as you pick the phone up, yeah, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, Patrice, listen, this ain't you right now. Okay. <laughs> now I already talked to Reagan, she's cool about it. Let's just stick to the original plan. We were supposed to go to the mall. Remember? Yes. We was going to the mall, and all of a sudden, Reagan's upset. I don't want to go to the mall no more. You know your daughter's upset when she don't want to go to the mall no more. She's like, I'd rather stay in my room. And, and if I would have left it alone, that's how I would have stayed. Yeah. You would have been in your funk, and she would have stayed up in her room, mm-hmm. upset, and I'm like, nah, we going to the mall. Mm-hmm. So, Reagan, you you wipe those tears. You come down. Mommy don't mean it. She didn't All right.
1: have no tears. Don't she give was her that. she
0: was definitely crying.
1: <sighs> okay, but, so but we but um, we got
0: but 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 we got through that. But yeah, like I said, maybe maybe once a month, mm-hmm. once a month we are gonna argue for sure. Mm-mm-mm. I try to tell myself I'm
1: embarrassed.
0: I try to don't be embarrassed, honey. I'm a
1: bit embarrassed. Don't.
0: Maybe we'll get an outpouring of women who experience the same thing. I I
1: mean, it's a lot of women that experience
0: it. Maybe some men out here will understand what women are going through because I didn't get it at first. I was like, you tripping. Yeah. Because look, if you know what it is, then you know what it is. So stop doing it. I'm thinking it's that simple. Like, chill out. Yeah. You're doing this on purpose. You're going to push me away. Like, what are you doing? Like, but then I had to realize, no, she really can't help it. (laughs) She really, dang. She really can't help it.
1: I really can't though. So
0: I try to, I try to tell you, like, I mean, when, even when, to
1: the point where I started taking medication to yeah. try to help myself, you know, get through this. Yeah. But,
0: and, and the and medicine works. And it's weird. It's really is because I, all of a sudden, when you when you out of that thunderstorm mm-hmm. phase, you perfectly fine. Now you still got the short fuse because I that's do. how you were wired. That's how your dad is. Yeah. But I mean, like that with. The cycle thing, oh my God. It's trouble. It's trouble. But nonetheless, um get, arguing in get, front get, of your kids. Getting back to the topic, arguing <laughs> in front of your kids, man. It's a no no. It's a no-no, I think. And I think that um if it does happen, I would advise you to definitely have a conversation with your children. After um, the fact you don't want to leave that on the kids, man. Um yeah, like I, I
1: like I said to Raiden today. Well, when when they were arguing him and Rihanna, I said after I said what I said, I'm like, okay, now apologize to each other, tell each other you love each other, and give each other a hug. And they're both like, oh my gosh, I don't want to do that. And Rihanna's like, I just got done arguing with him, I don't want to hug him. And I'm like, well, that's what me and your dad do when we're done arguing, we hug, we make up, we tell each other we love each other, we kiss, and you know, it's all good.
0: And we do other stuff.
1: Yeah, you didn't have to tell them sometimes.
0: But look, um. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> arguing <laughs> for the kids. I know back in the day, right, when we would have our arguments, those were different type of arguments. Those, mm-hmm. A lot of those arguments would be because of stuff that I was doing. Off. Yeah, I was, I was bogus. And so I would notice that, like, anytime we got into it back then, right, it would always kind of end the same way with you hopping in the car with the kids, and then pulling off. And then I'm coming outside. You you in the car with the kids and I'm yelling and stuff. And I'm, you know what I'm saying? I can remember like, you know, breaking a, a rear view mirror or something like that.
1: Now you broke the handle off of my dang going yeah, door. Yeah, because you locked
0: the door. You wouldn't open the door. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And a lot of that, honestly, it, my was, car it, was, door. it was because I was... Immature. I was immature. I was... Um,
1: and I was packing you, up my kids and leaving because I, don't I don't felt know. like I'm not about to stand here and go toe-to-toe to toe with you, arguing with you, because I can't beat you up, right? It and wasn't
0: like, going to get physical. I know, anyway, but I'm just saying, my, this
1: is my thought process. Yeah, like, yeah, no, like, let me I, just I understood go. why
0: you did it, and, and I mean, I would advise somebody to do that. But for me, for the man, for some reason, when we get caught, it turns into anger. I don't know what that is, but hmm. it just turns into like, I don't know, you just get angry. I don't know if I was angry that I was caught. I was probably more angry that I couldn't get you to
1: believe your life. To believe me. Yeah.
0: It's like, just believe me, so we don't gotta be arguing. You know what I'm saying? So we ain't gotta be, let's just get past this, just believe me. But of course I was young, that was I was young, immature, so I was that's just how I was thinking at the time. Mm-hmm. And I think that's how a lot of guys think. But you know, it'll be times where after that, you know, you would come back home or whatever. And it was definitely the girls would treat me a lot different. Even Rain would treat me different. Yeah, You know, everybody kind of looked at me like, oh, stay away from him. I don't know what he's going to do. He's unstable. He's unstable, you know? You don't know the effect that you're having on the kids, you know? I remember
1: one time Rain called 911 because we were arguing. Do you remember that? No. You don't? Uh, Oh, you were so mad at him. You were so mad at him for calling the police, but he damn sure did. He was like, no, you're not going to keep talking to my mom like that. But fast forward, I think it also, nothing happened, you know, because I'm like, like he called the police and the police come and I'm like, you know, we were just arguing. It was nothing like he pissed me off and I get loud or whatever. But fast forward, I also think that it sets the tone for how the kids interact with us later on down the line. And
0: and how they're going to interact with their significant others, you know?
1: So you kind of want to make sure that that setup that you give them is the right one. You're not kind of, you really do want to make yeah. sure that you're giving them the right um, visuals and the right, you know, indication of what it is to be a loving and respectful mate, yeah. you know?
0: Cause when I, when I was coming up, like I never saw my parents, like PDA public displays of affection like that. You know, I knew that they loved each other and stuff like that, but I, So I never really bought that into my relationship, you know? I did see arguing because, you know, we live in a small house or whatever, and, you know, it's just a part of life. I would sometimes go to bed, you know, because you would hear your parents say things to each other, and you don't know what's going to happen. I don't know if when I wake up tomorrow, you know, my parents are going to not be together or something like that, you know? So it's tough on a kid, you know, because you the one thing you want as a kid is you want both your parents you want both your parents together in
1: the same home with you in the same you. home with you loving each other yeah so when you, you
0: when you witness a fight between your parents like you know that's that 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 affects you yeah you know
1: you're it, right it i, I can the remember being a of kid the house. and um my dad and my stepmom were arguing and I was freaked out. Like I ran into the bathroom. I'm crying. I close the door and you know, my stepmom sees it and she's saying to my dad, Look, you're scaring her. Like, chill out, you know? And so, yeah, it really does. It hurts your kid because they're scared and worried. And, you know, it it plants a different type of seed within them. Mm-hmm. So I, I really do love the fact that um the parents didn't have blow ups like that. Like, you could see, even in watching their mom in the stands during their matches, Homegirl was like, like, she, she wasn't reacting. She wasn't out there going crazy. She just, they'd win a match, and she's sitting there like, okay, on to the next. Like, you know, she about to win another one mm-hmm. next week, you know? So, like, everybody else is jumping up and high-fiving, and I think that having that stoic personality in you know, in front of people is a benefit sometimes, especially when your kid knows for real, you know, who you are on the other side of the world. I mean,
0: these are the times where, you know, your children are learning how to be an adult, what an adult looks like. What does a husband look like? What does a boyfriend or a wife or a girlfriend look like? So I think that that's important to remember that it's not just about the lessons that we put in front of them is the it's I mean everything we do is a lesson to yeah, them. Yeah,
1: they're like sponges. Yeah.
0: How we deal with adversity, how we deal with, you know, any
1: disagreements. Disagreements. Yeah. You know, how we
0: deal with, you know, people. Anger. They, they, they're constantly yeah. they're constantly learning. And a lot of times they're not gonna come to you and let you know that they're feeling this way. They communicate with each other. Yeah. You know, we happen to, we got a lot of kids, so they they communicate with each other. Mm-hmm. You get you have a situation where you got an only child or maybe you have a boy and a girl or whatever the case may be, the dynamic may be a little bit different. Um, There's a lot of personalities in our particular family. So it's a lot of opportunities for, even if one or two of them don't really fool each other at the time, it's, you know, they...
1: Which I hate. They never
0: really feel alone because for the most part, yeah, they always got somebody. So I think that that's always important to know the dynamic in your house, to know if you need to be that person for your kid. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. We have grown within this relationship to the point where we don't have those issues, those big blow ups anymore and and there are times where I just am we'll call it snappy mm-hmm. with you, you know. and I really I have to say thank you again for just bringing it back to love even when you're dealing with me. Um,
0: sometimes but you know honestly, as the kids get older, Sometimes it just feels good for us to look at each other. When I say us, I mean the kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and just be like, "Yo, mom is crazy, right? <laughs> and they be like, yo, she tripping. So to me, that's a win. Okay. I don't even got to argue with you oh, no more. Good. Because I'm not trying to prove myself no more. Sometimes you prove my point for me. Oh, okay. And that's, and that's good enough. Well, just know?
1: for the record, um, me and my kids also think you're crazy, Eddie. So there's that.
0: I mean, sometimes I am. All right. But y'all make me crazy, though.
1: No, sir. You was crazy when I met you.
0: So you no, I wasn't.
1: Yes, you were. You just hid it for a little bit.
0: I was I was immature.
1: Crazy. Was not crazy. You're crazy. No. And you're still crazy.
0: Crazy, sexy, cool.
1: Okay. TLC. <laughs> How we like to end these reviews, right,
0: mm-hmm.
1: is by rating these films... On the amount of love we see in them. Right. Our rating scale is based on bags or buckets of popcorn. Mm-hmm. Caramel and cheddar, because that's that perfect mix, right? So if you have a small bag of popcorn, that means we saw a small amount of love in this film. Right. A medium bag of popcorn is, you know, medium amount of love. A large bag of popcorn it was a large amount of love. And then there's that jumbo. That jumbo that jumbo bag of popcorn yeah. or that tin as we would have called it in our days yeah. right in
0: chicago is that caramel and it's cheddar it's that big that big tin of caramel and cheddar
1: so if you have that jumbo size yeah. and that means this movie embodied and displayed so much love that we loved it that much mm-hmm. so i'm going to rate this film jumbo right for me it's jumbo because the love and dedication that i saw in this film even when their mom, or a scene when she didn't agree with her husband Richard, she still stood by his side and let him take that lead role. Um, but she still, you know, told him how she felt behind closed doors. She never embarrassed him or made him feel away in front of people. So for me, that that's like. That's some real love for you to stand next to somebody and allow them to do something that you really don't respect or agree with. But because you don't want to knock them down in front of nobody, you allow them to keep it moving. And also the point when they were in the kitchen, you know, having their argument and she was like, you know, basically like I stood by you for things that another woman would never have stood by you for. So. You don't got to act like, you know, you don't have to tell me that you respect it or that you love it, but you should because that was something that somebody else wouldn't have did for you. So I think it's jumbo. These girls, all five of them received the utmost amount of love from their parents. They worked their butts off. They grew up in a in a terrible area where, you know, was really tough living
0: and they're giving back to that area. And that's one of the first things. First things they did. That was something that was really important to them. Was giving back to their hometown, mm-hmm. and I think that's that's incredible too. Yeah, that's dope. Yeah. So I, I I don't mean to cut you off. I'm sorry if I did, but I would also give this a jumbo. Um, this might be the is this the first time we agree? This might be one of the first times. It
1: might be. Yeah.
0: One of the few times we might have we might agree. Wow. But I'm giving it a jumbo also for all the things that you said. Mm-hmm. I think you pretty much nailed it. A lot of love in this film. And I love the film, and I didn't even—I hate to say this—I didn't think I would.
1: Yeah, because I watched it when it first came out.
0: Yeah, you did. And I
1: tried to like make it a family movie night, and everybody was like, "Ah, "I don't want to watch that." And even you were like, "I saw them playing when when it was on TV. Like, why I need to see the movie?" And now you're like, "Wow, like, see, now you're a believer." I was
0: wrong. Yeah, Will, I'm sorry. Yeah, but we're gonna have a family night. We're gonna rewatch the movie again. It just came back out on HBO Max. Yeah, we're gonna rewatch this movie. With gonna, the kids, with the kids, with Good. my parents. We're gonna
1: get some popcorn too. I can make caramel and cheddar popcorn. We're gonna definitely
0: get some caramel and cheddar oh, popcorn yeah. popping. It's caramel and cheddar main. We forever made this Carmel It's caramel and cheddar main. A forever thing. It's caramel and cheddar main. We forever made this It's caramel and cheddar, cheddar. main. Mm-hmm. theplayerstribute.com.